Welcome to the Business Done Differently podcast, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And that standing out is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. Today's guest is the Director of Learning of Montage Los Cabos. I stayed there at the MMT conference and was blown away with the customer service. It was possibly the best customer experience I've ever received or witnessed firsthand. It is business done dramatically different, and I need to know how do they do it. So today, Ingrid will show us how. Ingrid, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dizzy. So to give some background, you presented to the group and these top-level entrepreneurs and a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo, and the reason you spoke to us is how were you approached? You must have been approached and said, like, we were just so blown away. We were like, how are you guys doing this? And the GM came up to you and said, hey, can you share? How did that all happen? Yes, actually, I was asked by one of my colleagues, my associate, she was in charge of the group, and she would just ask me, would you be willing to speak with them to do a short interview? I did not know the scale of the interview, but she said, are you willing to share our culture and somehow what we do and, and something about training and about our internal process? or let's say the secrets of montage. And I say, absolutely, yes. (laughs) And we all left inspired and obviously we connected from there. But I want to paint the picture for the audience here to understand how my stay was that you should be so proud of what you guys have created there. Because I vividly remember we have our van pull up. As soon as we get out of the van, we are greeted with a cooling towel, a nice cool towel because it's Mexico, it's warm. We immediately put those on our neck. Within about five minutes, they take that away from us, and we're greeted as we walk in with a specialty drink, and I think there was tequila in it or something, but it was good. And then as soon as we get the drink, we're greeted Mm -hmm. by everyone, big smiles, greeted by the customer receptionist in front, and got our room, and they walk us all the way to our room. They give us a tour of our entire room, and that is so rare because most hotels, here's the key and go. So we're given a full tour, asked about some of our preferences. I said I like to drink water. I remember leaving and there were new waters already brought into my room before the time I came back from lunch and I was blown away. And this was just the start and I'm painting this picture and I know this is what you guys do, but I think people need to understand how do you do it? And so I keep going. When I go to lunch and you know me, Ingrid, wearing this crazy yellow tuxedo, ridiculous. (laughs) And when I would go to lunch or go to a meal, as soon as I would sit down, someone would bring over a hat stand a literal stand for my tuxedo hat. I was like, this is crazy. And I heard someone uh, next to me the other day, or while we were there saying, they were saying how much they loved the apples and the dip. And by the time that they got back to their room, there was extra apples and dip. And I'm trying to paint this picture because this is not normal. And then Ingrid, I'm, I'm guessing you were responsible for this. But the last night when I went to my room, there were three yellow tuxedo custom cupcakes with the yellow tuxedo all put into it and then yellow balloons with someone sketched savannah bananas on it and a handwritten letter it was next level and we call those you wouldn't believe moments and you created that you and your team and i left home i left and was wowed and you are here today so first thank you for that that was unbelievable Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing all the story. <laughs> so that's what I witnessed, and a lot of other people had that. And I think another big moment, which we'll talk in a little bit, is every time we walk through the resort, your staff would stop, they would greet us, they would say, buenos dias, buenos noches, whatever time it was during the day. And this is all part of your framework. So I want you to take me a little bit back and tell me about what's the makeup of the Montage Los Cabos? How many team members? How many employees? What's the setup? Because this is a big undertaking to deliver this experience. 
Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And first of all, I would like to say that I didn't know what to share. So I got, I went online and looked in our uh, webpage, and I was looking for something to talk about in the webpage. And you know, it's all about selling this unbelievable experience, that the customer experience, right? So it's not different to what all other hotels do. I was looking for it online. I said, okay, we have a great location. We have amazing offerings. We're honored to be in the Santa Maria Bay. But it's not about it. It's not that. When I was thinking, what is it what makes us extraordinary? And I don't hesitate. I know it's service. And I know that it's extraordinary associate experiences create extraordinary guest experiences. So instead of me trying to link it to how can we sell the hotel, I just would like to talk to you about our associate experience because that's where we focus on. And at the end, you know what? The results of that focus speak by themselves. A hundred percent. Your title is Director of Learning, correct? <laughs> yes. So how did that title come about? And let's go back a little bit. How did you get that position? Because obviously you love teaching your associates to deliver this great experience. But how did that title, how did you join the team? It's really fascinating. I think it's a title every business should have because you need to obviously constantly be teaching, constantly be learning if you want to be constantly growing. Totally. I agree with that. That's actually one of my life purposes. You know, I always say that we teach what we are. So I'm committed to continuous learning personally. And when I find a company that has learning as one of their core purposes, I am amazed by it. Know that learning is always part of the strategy, at least of a very solid customer-focused strategy. When you have that learning component, it's the only way that you can really drive great customer experiences. But in this company, it's really funny you said that because a lot of people, when when I meet them and say, oh, director of learning, well, that's a funny title. So there are directors of learning in all montages. And so the beginner of this, I would say, is the VP of learning. Now, Ms. Verily Edward, she founded, well, she was instrumental in, in this component. And I think Mr. Alan Frosman, who is the founder of Montage and current CEO, he just created this vision for how he wanted the experience to be with her. And let's say that she, like, delimited or like she wrote with him these values, the mission, this brand philosophy, and then she made it our job to make it continuously real. It's very interesting because director of learning is a position that can be compared to the training manager, right, in a hotel or in any company, to a training component. And we have the commitment to not only give the trainings, mm -hmm, but to make this vision a reality day to day in our interactions, in every experience that we have with our associates, with our guests, like to make this real. So let's talk about this, the vision of Montage and how this is spread. You know, obviously you joined and it's shared with you and then you're hiring people. And did I hear you have 600 associates at the moment? What's the number of amount of people that you're responsible for training? Correct. We At Montage Los Cabos, we have around 600 associates. All right. Yeah, so you have 600 associates. And your job is to prepare them to deliver a great experience. So can you start from the beginning in the sense that someone, when you started hiring this group, how did the hiring process, how do you bring on people and make sure that they fit the vision? Correct. So we have a saying, and it's always that we hire, we focus on eight values that we have. That's like our structure of the body, right? And so we hire for talent and train for skill. Okay, so we won't hire the best technical expert. 
unless he has also the values component strong. We won't risk the values component even if the person is talented enough to get the position. You know, yes, we train for skill, but we hire for values and for the unique of their talent. So what are some of the unique things now? Are you responsible? Like, do you meet them, the associates firsthand right during the hiring process? Or do you come on right after they are hired? I come on right after they're hired. They get a two-day onboarding experience. It's called Morris, which is, it talks about our habits or our manners. It's a very different onboarding process because it's not only about sitting and taking the class, but it's about living the associate experience. So we go all in there, all the executive committee, and we talk about the values. And it's also about taking our new associates out of their comfort zone constantly. Because sometimes we have, Jesse, I'm sure you talk about this in many different ways in the in your podcast, mm-hmm. but we tend to go back to our comfort zones in doing things the way we learned that we should do it and doing things the way that it served to us at some point. But what we want is to allow them, I'm saying allow, not teaching them, because they have already their values. So it's just allowing them to leave their values, because it's something that we all want. It's something that we all have. It's just sometimes we get into comfort zones and to adapt to the environment, sometimes we don't act the way we would want to. You know what I mean? 100%. So how do you get them out of their comfort zone? So you got this two-day onboarding. And again, yes. you know, I'm at a point where we're all just seeing the, the end effect of how great the experience is. But it starts on the hiring. And then now what you come in place is the onboarding. So you, how do you get them out of their comfort zone and get them ready to deliver this experience? We continuously ask them so many questions. <laughs> we base this training into four Four key pillars, let's say. We talk a lot about the first impression and the power that it has in their own experience as in the guest experience. We try to shorten this gap between associate experience and guest experience because once you become aware that the way you are treated and that you treat others is the way that our guest is also expecting to be treated, then the excellence of the service comes naturally. When you were sharing about the smiles, you cannot force somebody to smile. You cannot tell him, from this time until this time, you smile and you're happy. Mm-hmm. Do that, right? So we need to find in themselves the power or the correct reasons for them to smile. You know, there's a book called The Why of Work, written by David Wendy Ulrich, and they talk about work being the perfect platform to find meaning. So I really love this. And we talk about, uh, I was telling you, the first impression. And then we also talk about the power that we all have within us. So here is where I tap the most into this two-day training. To make them find and make them aware of this power that we all have in guest experience. Regardless of the the position, we can't run a restaurant without the steward. We can't run a hotel without the housekeeper. And in the, in, the, in the level that the housekeeper realizes how important she is for the guest experience, then is when she can deliver to her fullest potential. We're all about the performing at extraordinary levels. And the last component of this onboarding is, at the end, tying it to the business. So how can we, as a group, you know, and I'm adding myself to the onboarding group right now, how can we demonstrate or how does it represent, how does this impact the business? And at the end is 
allowing them to become aware of this circle. The better first impressions that we cause, the better guest experiences that we drive, the better business that we're running. So, yeah, the relation is direct. Mm-hmm. So you're teaching the first impression, and obviously the, the 4S model, I think, is, is, very, yes. is very interesting. I mean, see, it's for us, it's, it's the things, I mean, it's not just talking about it. It's having new systems, new ways people can understand things or showing them or giving them a great experience. And that's what I really want to dive into, the different things. And 4S, I remember writing down, I was like, this is different. So could you share that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. It's just something we do. It's called the four S's. So it's stop, stand, salute, and smile. Okay? So this is part of the language component of the first impression. Okay? So when we talk about language, we talk, and we talk a lot about language. So we talk about how do you speak, what do you say, but most important, what you don't say. Because what you don't say is also communicating. So we talk a lot about nonverbal communication. And when we go into this, we teach something that is called the four S's. So the intention of the four S's is just to acknowledge the person that is in front of you, to be in full presence and allowing them to cross your path and opening the door to have a conversation maybe, or just stop what you're doing and recognizing the presence of the other person that's in front of you. So that's just something we do. And let me share with you, this is very funny, Jesse. We have, and this is a good problem to have, sometimes... (laughs) People freak out. <laughs> Sometimes people say, I have heard guests that say, why does everybody stop when I walk? And you know, it's because of that. Because we want to stop what we're doing and acknowledge the person that is in front of us. So you know, you're here and we're here for you. That's the message. It, it's so important because here in the States, so often that we're going to try to make an order and they're not even looking at us, let alone stopping and saluting. And I think what you showed, and it probably had, I don't know, a hundred associates over the five days stop and salute me and recognize me. It's the utmost respect to a guest. I wanted to, I, was, I, I stopped and started doing it to them. I was like, I respect you. I, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was great. And I learned a great lesson there. And I think that's part of one of the unique things. Stop, sand, stop stand, salute, and smile. But you also Correct. mentioned what you don't say and the nonverbal communication. What are things that you teach as part of your learning program of things they should not say and how they should not nonverbal communication? Okay, and this is a very good point that you bring. A binder that has all the possible situations that the person will encounter. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, the perfect script, and we don't expect associates to know by memory all the words that they should be saying or all the phrases that they should be saying because that would be a cookie cutter and we don't want to be that. We want all of us to be the best version of ourselves while we are here. So what we teach strongly and our big focus is on the values. We focus on that and we focus on how we make people feel. That's what matters most to us. So in a regular interaction, I'm focusing on how you feel, okay? So it's less important the exact words that I say, but it's about how I make you feel. And I will use the words that I have in my best version of myself to do that. So what we teach, and it's all about examples, you know, during the two-day training, we talk about different scenarios, and we talk about possibilities, and we start changing words. For example, instead of saying yes or okay, we start saying absolutely, my pleasure, I would be honored, I would be glad to 
upscaling this experience and giving it a little bit of this luxury uh, sense because that's what we link to luxury. The presence with combined with this sense of a unique experience. Mm, I love it. I love it. So I mean, language is so important. So they go through this two-day training onboarding with you. Language is number one. What, what's the net other parts of the training? We talk about language, nonverbal communication, and verbal communication. We talk about appearance, very much about appearance. And we link appearance because how you look. And, you know, grooming is a topic that is tough to train. If you want to see a good trainer, if you want to see if a trainer is good or not, make them teach grooming. <laughs> and then you will see how difficult it is. So, so you teach, let's, let's help you. For, I don't want to, we got language, then we got the appearance and grooming. So you guys have kind of a metric of how people should be groomed? Yes. Share that with we me. This, this is, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about all the beards that we have here in Savannah and everyone with just hair all <laughs> over the place. I'm very intrigued to hear what the montage's viewpoint in Los Cabos on appearances. We have a whole standard on appearance and we, we take it seriously. It's about, and it's the level of details of how big your nails should be or are allowed to be or yes we don't allow birds here if we should because i know in other montages we, we do we also have like the we we show the expectation of how it should look and if it doesn't look like that you're not allowed to like it's very detailed because what we teach is that how you look it's also about making a first impression. It's sending a message. We all are sharing our own message. We teach them to find a message and we help them to deliver it in the best way possible, in the language that our guest speaks. Mm. What, what else? So you got nails, If on other montages, there's beard guidelines. What other things with appearance? I, and this is, I think so few companies really focus in on this and it is, it is such a first impression and how, they, how people will judge or, or interact with you. So what are some other things with the appearance? Makeup, um, shoes, all, all, all the, the dress code. So, all right. So, I love this. So, we got language. We got verbal, nonverbal, which goes in language. We got appearance. What's next as far as the training? The most important component of the first impression is attitude. We teach them a lot about attitude. And this attitude is related actually to one of our values. That's passion. So, we know that in the level that you are able to live your passion is also how committed you can be. And the guest experience will only be impacted when you achieve the good engagement from the associates. It's not the tricky part, but it's like a, a big focus. The attitude, how can we relate their attitude with their engagement, their why? When we are able to drive a great engagement, is where we can expect a great customer experience. Are there any exercises that you do to help them get better on their attitude or work on their attitude and how they express themselves or their passion? Yes, we do a lot of exercises these two days. But what I can share with you, Jesse, is that it's within us. Like, it's within each one of them. It's allowing me, and not only me, but allowing all the, the participants to connect to be honest, I think it should be between the connection that at the end of the two days they get between each other and between the connection that they are able to make with the presenters. So it's not only they taking a class, it's allowing them to 
understand the information and I ask instead of me speaking when I teach a class is me asking many questions. So I ask them many questions until they come to the point where they can find those reasons yeah. for themselves. I don't have to give it to them because we all have our own reasons of why we work or how we work or why we do things. And when we have that present, then we are committed. Then we have the right reasons to do things. I love it. I mean, it's it's attitude so important, but it is so tough to sometimes teach. I'd be fascinated on some of those questions. You know, you're going through it with them. You're working on it with them. What are some questions you ask them to hopefully uh, demonstrate their best attitude? For example, I will tell you the first exercise that we do is to get to know each other. What has your biggest, and we are, and to get to know each other, we do an icebreaker. And we ask them, what was your biggest success this year? What is your expectation in this new position that you will have? And what are your biggest passions? So I allow them the opportunity to connect between themselves. And they, I, I talk to them. And we make, yeah, we make a, a recap of what we found. And... The level of performance is also like your better performance once you are aware of your talents. So it's also allowing them the opportunity to find their own talents. Mm, I like that. I love that. Beautiful. So, all right. So we've got the language, the appearance, the attitude. Is there any more as part of the training? Well, that's the first part. That's the, the first impression. So we focus a lot on the first impression and that covers the first impression. After that, we focus on the power and do you, and, and the, the subject is do you know how powerful you are and that's where we talk about our potential you know and this is where it comes this is where I where I still get surprised about what people can do because when we talk about their own power and what we teach to do this to talk about this is charisma for example we have exercises about charisma and about we talk about warmth, we talk about intention, we talk about authority, what is authority, what are, you, what are your goals, what are you doing to get those goals? I love it. You know, you're, you're talking obviously a guy in a yellow tuxedo, so like I'm always thinking about charisma, energy, enthusiasm, but you know, a lot of people you know, are introverts, and how do you get charisma? Is it still just questions? I mean, I just, I'm wondering if there's ways or exercises or games or things that you do or is it just really just making them aware, this is who we're looking for? It's exercises. We do an exercise and we talk about it. What is culture? What is charisma? Can you teach them? Can you know it? Do you think you have charisma? So this is the kind of, of training that we have. But at the end, Jesse, it's just for them, even if you're an introvert or even if you're an extrovert or even regardless of the position that you have in the hotel, you will make an impact in the guest. Yes. And we need you to be at your best. Mm. What is your best? Do you know your best? And I have, I have heard comments after the training that people say, I have never felt so comfortable in an environment speaking. And I think that is what we want. Because sometimes the environment, Jesse, and I, I know you, you talk about this, but the environment, it's not what we like it to be, what we would like the environment to be, right? And in companies... Sometimes we have an expectation or we have a dream or we have a vision and the reality is so different. Uh, and here the importance is we make it real and it's all our responsibility to make it. And we need everybody committed to make this real because it's not a one-man show. 
It's not one person. Every customer experience cannot be made without a team effort. And that and that team effort is the meaning of the value that we have that's called respect. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. So as the director of learning, you do this amazing, ama- I'm calling it amazing because I can, I can see the results, amazing two days with them. And then they go off and they're on the property. What happens next as far as training on the job? You know, are there, are, do you have uh, meetings every day? Does each group have meetings? Do you talk about some of the things that happened the previous day? How is there this ongoing learning throughout all the associates? Okay, perfect. I love this because that's a very important point. There are trainings that are for everyone. There's a part of our culture that needs to be taught to everybody that comes in. Okay. And there are parts that are job-specific or level-specific. Mm-hmm. We do have leadership positions and associate positions. So the leadership positions, for example, we work specifically, I work very directly with the leaders. We work a lot with the executive committee and we train a lot on leadership awareness because at the end, the culture, we teach and we live this day by day, the culture is the representation of leaders' behaviors. So we work a lot with the leaders, for example, and then they get a specific extra day of training where they where they can start getting to know the process, the key persons that will that, that will be key to their positions, and they start a 10, 30, 90 process. Associates, they all do attend the training in their own positions. And I follow up with the manager to make sure that their technical training is being consistent. I love it. I opened the show sharing some of my wow stories that stood out. I'd love to hear some that you either share, and because I'm sure you know, a part of getting the, the team to understand what this looks like, you share probably some stories of the other associates. Are there any stories that you love to share or that you are really proud of what the associates do to deliver a great experience? I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> and you know what? I don't have the best wow story in my mind right now. And this wow thing, it's a really tricky part. Because its you would be surprised, but I swear it's not our main focus. We don't focus on delivering this wow for the guest. We focus most of our part of our time we focus on perfecting the basics. We have process to perfect the basic expectations of the guest since the, the standards on auditing and that's performance at extraordinary levels. Once that is covered, then the associate has the canvas to shine. So you know what I did? I interviewed my own associates. So I interviewed the associates that are close to the guest. And I ask them, what has your biggest wow been? And for them, you know what? It's difficult to find one. They gave me like this hundreds of experiences. And all of them, I found a couple of things in common. And and I want to share these golden nuggets because it has become really interesting. They told me all these stories about sharing, putting a, a picture they took for their guests in a very special moment, in a dinner or in a sunrise activity. They took the picture and they sent the picture at Turdam. It's about customizing the milkshake of the kid of the family and sending them the specific flavor of the milkshake. Or is a draw a picture of the dog with a bone with a name of the dog that was not able to be here this trip, for example. Or is the cookies with their favorite superhero. 
But I realized, Jesse, it's not about that. Once I was making my interviews, I realized that the wow moment is actually the associate being able to think, what can I do for this person that wows them? Because when he's at that stage thinking that, that means he wants to. There's a genuine interest in him wanting to surprise the guest. Or he has developed this emotional connection with the guest that he wants to surprise him. And there, our mission is already fulfilled. So it's less relevant for me, and I'm not, I'm not sure if this is correct or not, but for me at this point has become less relevant of the specific picture or the specific cupcake or cookie, you know, the, the, the thing that you can touch. It's not about that, but it's about the moment where the associate is able to think that there's an, a genuine care, yes. you know. That's the magical part of it. I love it. And they have freedom from what I understand. I mean, they have freedom to do those things. I mean, obviously, getting me the cupcakes or getting the, the special bone with the name on it for the dog and doing all these things, it costs money. It costs time. It costs energy. But part of the, what you teach in the learning, it's you have the freedom. Like, is there any... Like, how is that taught to the group? A lot of people don't know, well, can I do this? Am I allowed to do this? When can I do this? Correct. Yes, it's funny. And I remember that we ha- we ha- we get this question, and our general manager answered, "It will freak you out to know that we don't budget for that. <laughs> There's no limit." And I think the magic is when we realize that it's not about how much does it cost, because the most impactful stories are the ones that usually, you know what, cost the less. It's not about the bottle of champagne that you have got 10 times in your stays, right? Or that you can get in any hotel. But it's about what we can do different for you. And it's about how can we show you that we really care. And at the end, it might be a smile. It might be a coffee with a custom coffee that you want and that's there for you every morning. I know it will be linked to your own story and it will become very interesting now once we have been open for for two years and this upcoming May of 2020 and it will become very interesting because we will start receiving every time more repeat guests and with the repeat guests is where you really get challenged to continuously wow them. It's like I always ask this if you have to think about your wife for example where can she become more surprised? Was she more surprised with the first gift, with the first present, or with the last one? Mm. You know, that's challenging because time has gone by and expectations rise. So what are we doing to be able to wow these repeat guests as well? Mm. I love it. It's so refreshing to see how simple you guys keep things. I'd love, you know, is there something that stands out that's been like, the day that was the most fun for you or fun for the associates. You know, obviously fun is a big part of what we do. And I think people having fun and you didn't mention it, haven't mentioned anything about doing fun things for the associates yet or having, you know, just having a good time together. Is there things that stand out for you? It's like, you know what? We have so much fun doing this. This is fun for us or that comes to mind. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. And you know what they say in the montage gossip world? That fun was one of the values that we wanted and that as a company we decided not to incorporate when montage was founded. But it's it's there. And everybody says it's present. It might come at some point, but not yet. So what we do is that I'm part of the HR team, correct? And what we do is we focus on, for the associate experience, we focus on the family. When we talk about fun, we want to know we want to have fun with the also with the with what the associate cares for. So if you care for your family, we do too. And for example, instead of throwing a big party for associates, we throw a smaller party, but we invite all the family of the associate. On I don't know on slow season, we open the opportunity for the associates to bring their children and have Friday movies, montage movies, for example. We have a lot of family-focused um, experiences for associates that really make it fun for them and to allow them to live this passion that they have for their work with their family too. Mm, I love it. Involve the family. That's a simple way to think. And when you're doing something, is the family involved? And we think about that constantly when you know we you know write letters thanking the spouse. Sometimes we will invite them to special dinners, obviously. But that is so important. And you know, it's not just getting a gift for someone who works for you, but what about a gift for the spouse? And I think or the significant other. I think that's so important. If I may add something, for example, we have a special recognition because recognition is also a very big part of our culture. And we have a, it's called uh, masters. So we recognize the, the montage masters, the ones that lead the values. And when we recognize them, we invite their significant other. And they get the dinner, they get a special prize, and they get a check. <laughs> they, get, they get also a monetary recognition. So when they have, the, when they bring their wife, or it usually only happens with the wife, actually, now that I think about it. But it, it's very funny because they say, no, the check is for her. So we deliver the prize to the wife or to the, or to the significant other. <laughs> oh, that's great. So recognition, so the Montage Masters, so these are the leaders that are doing a great job. What other kind of unique recognition? I think this is such a piece that's not talked about enough. Well, we do have two kinds of recognition. Let's say we have the formal and the informal recognition. When we talk about formal recognition, is that is the process that we have in place to recognize excellence in performance, right? So... We do MVP, which is Master of Values in Practice, and we do the, the Masters. One is for the associate level and one is for the leadership level. And we also have non-formal recognition that's called the Montage Magic. So we recognize ourselves. Any associate can recognize any other associate for going above and beyond, let's say, for performing at extraordinary levels. Mm. Mm -hmm. And how often does that happen? Every day. And so do they? It, it's just how do they How do they do it? The peers, is it... Um, how do you recognize someone? It's a card. Or it's just a card. It's, okay. it's a card, yes. So what we do is that we deliver the card. We can go, um, every department has their own lineups. So what we teach is that we need to recognize in public. So we try to do it where there is some crowd around and we talk about the behavior. What did you do that for me stood out? And that's what we expect to continuously happen, you know? So we just go give the card and then that card can go into a raffle and we do a raffle. I love it. I love it. All right, uh, Ingrid, I've been grilling you for a little bit. So we're going to do a quick little game. It's flip the script. So you're now the host of Business Done Differently and you can ask me one question. Yay. Okay. I have my question, Jesse. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Why yellow? What does a yellow color represent to you? <laughs> I like how you're going with this. Yellow for me is standing out. It's fun. 
it's a little different, a little crazy, it's not generic, and it's not normal. And so for me, the yellow tuxedo was a way to stand out and you know make sure that everyone said, hey, this guy's having fun. It's not anything too serious. And so I wear it all the time. I believe in it. And uh, you know I don't get asked much about the yellow color. I get asked about the tuxedo, but um, the color is just obviously a big piece of it. If you're just wearing a black tuxedo, you look good. But it's, not, it's, it's almost almost too normal. So all right, I, I want to follow up with that with you here. You mentioned some questions earlier, but I believe if you want better answers in business, you need to ask better questions. What are some other great questions that you're asking these days, whether it's of your associates, your leaders, um, to really deliver anything, a, a better experience or you know, anything that's helping you guys be better at what you do? For me, it's about the connection. So I ask them how, I ask them why, I just... And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not only about the question, but it's also about what you do with the answer. So when I ask them any question, I focus myself on being present and on listening, on truly listening, and to be able to do something with what I'm hearing. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, here's my question for you. Now, obviously, you guys deliver great experiences, but this is called now that's what I call service. What's the best service experience that you've received? You know, what's something that stands out for you? You're like, wow, this was special. Wow. You know, I swear I was willing to share any other experiences in any other um, hotel brands, but my best one has been at Montage Beverly Hills. I was there for my birthday this year, and I was there having breakfast with my friend, and then the in-room dining knocks the door, and then they have this cake. It was my favorite cake with my picture. And I have not only presents from, from my friends, but I also have the card that we do in HR that we give to all of our associates. And I had it there in Monte Beverly Hills. You know, it, I don't know how it got there. I don't know how they did it, but I was really wild because, you know, at the end, it's not, the least expensive part of my surprise was the card. But for me, that's what really stood out because how did they do it? And I'm usually not easy to be surprised with my own things. But this time, yes, I was, yes, wow. Awesome. You mentioned a book earlier, but is there another book or something that's really taught you, brought you where you are today, the book that's impacted you? In Montage, what I use as my Bible is The Speed of Trust for Stephen Covey. And personally... I read A Course in Miracles. Oh, excellent. And that's has changed my life. Oh, mm -hmm. wonderful. All right, last two, Ingrid, you've been outstanding. If you were to give advice to a leader right now to deliver a better, we'll start customer experience and then we'll finish with employee experience. But if you were to deliver a better customer experience, what would you tell them? I would say that we should never underestimate or, or never underlook the power of our leadership, the power of our behaviors. From the time to now, I have allowed myself to nourish me first and then share it. There's somehow this expands. Like when you're talking and your day-to-day -day behaviors, are you coming from a place of wholeness, of wholeness, of gratitude, or are you coming from a place of ego? You know what I mean? Mm. So I would tell them, never underestimate the power of nourishing yourself first and sharing from a good place. Mm, so powerful. All right. And now if you were to give the best advice to deliver a great associate or employee experience, what would you share? 
focus on the guests, connect with them, and have a values present. There's a part of in our vision that says we are prepared and empowered to always do the right thing. You're prepared. You have what you need. It's just about doing the right thing. That's what we all want to do. We want to do it right. You said it best. Do the right thing. And the simple act of doing the right thing with me wowed me, wowed everyone that was at Montage. We were blown away. And Ingrid, I give a huge recommendation to the Montage Los Cabos and what you're doing. And I just want to thank you so much for being with me on the show. Thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate it. I love hearing great customer experiences. And I love being able to share the associate component of it. I can share with you that this year we are going to be recognized for being the best associate engagement score in the company, in the history of the company. So that's huge for us, you know. And at the end, I know that these experiences, the guest experiences that I'm listening and that I know that you talk about, that's where they come from. And I love to be able to... Yes, to see it and to live it. Mm, Well, you and your team are an inspiration. So thank you so much again for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And that standing out is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered on this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.